Hello, I'm Bob Miller, and welcome to another episode of The Lawless Files. We're jumping right into another episode of what I'm calling Season 2, which so far has focused on two cases, the disappearance and homicide case of Jesse Wilfong and then Timmy Dees. Both Jesse and Timmy were missing person cases with connections to Fredericktown, Missouri, a small town in the mineral area of Missouri with some 4,000 people. In a few minutes, we're going to play an interview I did with Timmy D's mother, Barbara Hall, who we've interviewed previously before Timmy was found a couple of weeks ago. But before we do that, I want to give a few caveats. Barb is grieving and hurting. She's upset with the way the case is going. I believe she is truthful in what she says from her point of view. But you'll hear her talking about what she believes to be negligence or an unwillingness by the Highway Patrol to investigate what needs to be investigated. So my caveat is that we're hearing things from Barb's point of view and not the highway patrols. There may be information that we just don't know about. And I want to allow some room for misunderstandings and misinterpretations to have taken place. But I also want to give you a little peek behind the curtain. There is another case I'm looking at, and that's the Durante Martin murder. Durante died in very mysterious circumstances, also in Fredericktown in a case first ruled a suicide, but then another pathologist disagreed with that assessment, as did a coroner's grand jury, which ruled the death to be caused by violence, not suicide. So very serious questions surround that case, and Durante's mother believes with all her heart that her son was killed. More than that, she has told me that the Highway Patrol is refusing to investigate the case as a homicide, sticking to the original premise that Durante died by his own hand. Now we have Barb making similar assertions. So here's the peek behind the curtain. I reached out to the public information officer of the Highway Patrol in Troop E a couple of weeks ago, and he's not returned my call. I'm still waiting to hear back to get the Highway Patrol's response to whether they consider Durante's case open or closed. I'm still waiting, and if and when I hear back from the Highway Patrol, I will ask questions about Timmy's case as well. I hope they go on the record with me. But did you know there are no email addresses listed anywhere on Troop E's website? Not even for the public information officer. There's no contact portal where you can write you know, a question to make contact with anyone at all. There are only phone numbers. And I called the phone number listed for the PIO, and I got, as you might have guessed, an automated voice system. I did not talk to a real person, but I left a message with the PIO. Again, I'm allowing for some grace here because emotions are involved. Barb is a mama bear whose cubs are gone. And to make it clear, I'm 100% convinced that had Barb Hall not banged the drum for Timmy in a very public way, Timmy would still be missing. It's clear that multiple jurisdictions dragged their feet on Timmy's disappearance. Barb got the public's attention, and law enforcement finally conducted searches, the last of which found Timmy's remains. So while I'm allowing room for interpretation to what Barb is telling us, I'm not giving the Highway Patrol the benefit of the doubt. People in Fredericktown, Madison County, and nearby counties are wondering what in the hell's going on in their communities. They've dealt with too many disappearances, too many mysterious deaths, too many murders for such a rural area. People in these communities, beyond Barb, and beyond... Dante's mother, have persistently reached out to me asking me to give the town and the cases a look. People there are begging for help, not just on these death cases, but to curb the drug problem. But the truth is, I didn't witness any of these conversations Barb had with the trooper. 
I can see how a conversation could kind of spin out of control. I can see how defenses could be raised. Regardless, this interview gives us a look at what Barb is going through right now, how she perceives the way things are being handled. And what I hope beyond anything else in this case, and in Durante Martin's case, is that a thorough investigation is done. Mothers of dead sons deserve answers, and whatever peace of mind could come their way, that everything that can be done is being done to find answers as to why their children were taken from them. It also should be noted that Barb believes that Timmy's friend Caleb was somehow involved in Timmy's disappearance, or even his death. And certainly there is evidence that creates that suspicion. Text messages show Caleb was angry with Timmy, and Timmy had called 911 the night he disappeared, telling the dispatcher that his friend was chasing him or angry with him. The truth is we don't know what happened that night. We all want to know. If Caleb is innocent, he too deserves a very thorough investigation into this death. It's not fair to him to have this cloud hanging over him if he was not involved. Strange behavior does not prove guilt. If he was in the wrong place at the wrong time, then the public needs to know that too. Right now, there is so much that's unknown. It seems to me the only thing to do the right thing to do is for law enforcement to vigorously and fairly pursue the truth. Giving up is not the right answer. And for Pete's sake, Barb is owed every ounce of patience and understanding that the highway patrol can muster. Too much has been placed on her heart for a half-hearted theory or investigation. Now, let's get into the interview. Previously on The Lawless Files. Yeah, that sun, that sad, uh, Sunday, his dad and I both talked to him. Monday came around, we didn't hear anything from him. Caleb Manning was a friend of, that grew up with Timmy. He lived at our house for a little while. I took the mowing for the first time. He was Timmy's friend. Caleb calls me. First he said he was mad about some gas, that Timmy was supposed to have paid for some gas. And he didn't, and he was all mad. And I said, well, where is Timmy? And he went, I don't know where he's at, he said. Then the next day, I get another phone call from Caleb. The story had changed, that he saw Timmy pay for the gas. So he wasn't mad at Timmy because he saw Timmy pay for the gas. So we've, so we've got um, a document showing that, that Timmy was afraid of his friend. Yes. We've got a, a text message, message chain from Caleb saying that he was, you know, going to beat Timmy up. Correct. And we have Timmy who's not been seen since the 28th. Since the 28th. Um, my goodness. I know. I told him everything I knew, everything that I think they would be, where he'd be. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Without further ado, here's the 
telephone conversation I had with Barbara Hall on August the 2nd. I apologize in advance for the quality of the audio. Hi, Barb. It's Bob Miller. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. Happy birthday. Thank you. I just got back from both. Oh, well, that's good, I guess. Yeah, I put on everybody. I put on everything in Madison County. Please get out and vote today. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess um, let's see what's all on the ballot today. Uh, prosecutor, what a lot of county stuff, right? Prosecutor, judge, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, so I'm I'm glad I was able to to catch up with you. What's um what's going on in in Timmy's case? Can you give us an update? tell you what they're saying. Okay. Well, uh, John West called to try to give me this bullcrap story two days after they found him, which is a bullcrap story. Said that Timmy was, his shoes are there. And I said, well, yeah, they found one shoe, then the other. And I said, well, what do you, he goes, I think Timmy ran out of his shoes. And I go, well, I know Timmy pretty well. If he wasn't being chased and he ran out of his shoes, he would have got his shoes back, put him back on. He said, well, he went from that story to they think the creek took his shoes. And I said, well, the creek, or the creek took his shoes off of him. And I was like, well, where's the phone? We don't know where the phone is. We think the creek took the phone. I have so many questions. That I can't, I don't even know. I mean, I got a calendar. I wrote everything down. Now you tell me if the creek took his phone, a heavy, you know, a phone falls in the creek. I've lost a phone in the creek. Right. Uh, why wouldn't they, why wouldn't the creek have taken his shoes? Okay, so let's, uh, let me, let me rewind here. Um, can you explain? Because information was kind of really hard to come by um, when he was found. Can you explain exactly where he was found? And He was found 300 yards from that address. He called the 911. Okay. So was it a, they're, they're, you're talking about a creek. Was it a wooded area? A little bit, and it's called a dry creek. Oh, a dry creek. So in cr- other words, yeah, it's a dry creek. So in other words, there's only water there if it rains hard. Okay. So was this an area that had been searched before? No. But you could almost see the area from the house that Timmy called 911 from. They're telling me that Caleb was on the phone with Timmy. This is Caleb's story. Well, you know, first Mike Busking was asleep. Now all of a sudden Mike Busking was away. Caleb was calling Timmy. Timmy was saying somebody was chasing him. Caleb was trying to talk him out of it. And they had a four to eight minute conversation. Well, if that's the case, Timmy should be farther away. So who had a four to minute, four to eight minute conversation? Caleb with Timmy. Okay. That's Caleb's story. All right. They say, they say that the phone does show that Timmy was on the phone with Caleb for that period of time. Well, if that's the case, then Timmy should have been farther away than 300 yards. When you say a 25-year-old can run faster than 320 yards. Know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, depending on how fast he was running and when he started and those types well, of things. somebody was chasing him. Yeah. 
they're saying that the phone call happened after Jimmy made the 911 call. This is Caleb's story, and they're trying to convince me that Caleb's story is biblical. It's the truth. Like, well, how do you know that? You don't even have the phone. I said, are you going to look for the phone? No, case is over. We found his body. So they're... So they're telling you they're not going to investigate it further? Uh, well, they found Jimmy's body. They're not going to. Uh, they're not going to ping the phone or look for the phone. Phone went down the creek. I've got so many questions. And then when I talked to him about it and asked him all the questions I'm asking you, he said, "Well, there's no sense talking to you anymore." And hung up on me. Okay. Has he been done yet? Yes, but we don't have the results. We won't have the results for another maybe two weeks, they told me yesterday. Because I went to the funeral today, and I told him, I said, do not cremate my son. Do not bury my son until I, I'm going to get another autopsy done. If I have to sell my house, that's what I'm going to do. Because they're already putting all these stories out there, and they don't even have results yet. They've got Jimmy. Dad convinced he posted on Facebook there was no violence, there was no craziness. Timmy just ran in the woods and laid down and died. I'm like, he's 25 years old. He was right there. He was right by the road almost. He just laid down and died. Yeah, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? They tried it. Yeah, and then they tried to convince me of that. They convinced Timmy's dad of that because Timmy became friends with uh, Jeff Johnson, the highway patrol guy. And when I try to ask questions, they got mad at me. John West actually told me there's no point talking to me anymore. I called Jeff Johnson. He starts screaming at me and tells me I have to listen to him. And I said, no, why don't you listen to me? And then he hung up on me. And I have evidence, but I mean, I have proof of it because I put it on speakerphone for my girlfriend to listen. And they won't call. Now they're not talking to me at all. They're calling Jimmy's dad. The story I got today was... Timmy had Xanax on and there was fentanyl on it and the Xanax. They think Timmy took the Xanax and laid down and died. I'm getting so many different stories and you don't even have the results of the autopsy yet. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. What a night. So, so we've got one story that he was running away and then another one that he was, he had over, basically overdosed and, but yet we don't have the autopsy report yet. Right. Two days, two days after we found Timmy, I got it on my calendar because I write everything as it goes on every day. Okay, Timmy was found on the 21st of July, Uh okay? On the 26th of July, Jeff West, I mean John West from the Highway Patrol called me up and tried to tell me that Timmy ran out of his shoes. And got hurt and fell down and died. And I said, well, why would he be running where he ran out of his shoes? I said, I just helped Timmy clean his shoes with the toothbrush that following Friday before he came up missing. I said, so you tell me who was chasing Timmy for him to run out of his shoes and him not stop and put his shoe back on. He goes, well, ma'am, we're not sure of that. Maybe the shoes got taken off of him from the current of the creek. And I go, oh, okay, so the shoes got taken off, but they're still there, and his phone's gone down the creek. He goes, yes, ma'am. I go, I don't believe any of it. And he got mad. 
Okay, but I mean, it's like none of this is really making. I mean, it's possible that he was he lost his shoe, but still, you got to figure why is he running? Um, because he might have been on drugs and was and was uh paranoid. Okay. That's what Caleb told him. I said, oh, so what Caleb says is the truth. I said, but what Timmy says in the 911 call saying his friend's threatening him is not the truth because he's not alive anymore. So that means that's not true. What Caleb says is true. Well, and then you've got the text messages also. Right. And then I said, well, you know, we don't even have proof of all this. Why are you? It's like they were trying to convince me of a story that we don't even have proof of. And I've dropped my phone in a creek. It goes straight down. If the water, let's say the water took Timmy's shoes off him, why are the water shoes still sitting there? Shoes float. They'd have went down the creek. Correct? Yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. I've never lost a shoe in the well, maybe a flip flop or something. But yeah, they would float down the stream, I guess. How big is this? I got it. I got a picture of the shoe. The shoe doesn't even look very dirty. The shoe strings are clean. The inside of the shoe's clean. I can send you a picture of the shoe. Okay. Yeah, do that. I got so many questions, and then when I asked them, they don't want to talk to me. Now they don't want to talk to me at all. And I just all I want is for them to find the phone, ping the phone. See where the phone was last used at. Was it used at that address or was was it somewhere else where there's Caleb saying he checked when Timmy was running? It should be where he was running. Correct? Where it was last used. Yeah, can they do that without the phone? Can they do that just from yes. the, the phone yes, company? Yes, they were going to do that. Yeah. On, the, uh, on Tuesday the 19th, I talked to the FBI. The FBI said that... Uh, Jeff Johnson had an order in where they were going to ping the phone and uh, find out where the phone was last used and located. Well, then when I called him after on Friday the 21st or 22nd, when I called him, they said Jeff Johnson called and said, forget about it. We don't need to do that now. We found the body. I said, but you haven't found the phone. Okay, so um, I, my mind's just racing right now. Sorry that I'm stumbling oh, here. Too. So we we've got a situation where Timmy calls nine one one, right, from an address near the the scene where he's disappeared. In that nine one one report, he tells them. His friend is threatening him. Correct. Then we have uh, his body found, what do you say, a couple hundred yards from, from that address? About 300 yards from that address. Okay, 300 yards from that address. And the what the vibes that you're getting is that they just want to call it an overdose that he and that he lost his shoe in the creek, and that's it? Yep. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I hope they're doing things beyond that and just not telling you. I really hope that that there's, there's more investigation going on. There's not. Okay. 
I already asked him if they'd still take the phone. I said, and how about Caleb telling me 10 different stories? I said, then we had the march. We had a march for Timmy on uh, the 17th of July and a search on the 17th of July. And Caleb came out of his house, got in Tim's face, Timmy's dad's face, started cussing and screaming at him. I said, all this stuff that Caleb's doing doesn't make any sense, but now Caleb's word is gospel. That's the truth. Well, I mean, I could understand Caleb being upset. You know, his name his name's being put out there as a possible homicide or a murderer, I guess. You know, so I could, I mean, I could understand why he would be mad and angry, whether he did it or not. But, um... But you never offered to help find your friend. He didn't even post on Facebook his friend's missing. He's never done anything. Yeah, yeah. And I shot text of his sisters going on. Well, first, one of Caleb's stories was that Timmy was on the run. Well, why did his sister, uh, her name's Winter Kelly, get on Facebook and start bashing me saying that I need to leave Caleb alone because he's mourning his friend? Well, if Caleb believes that Timmy was on the run, why is he mourning his friend? Well, I want to know. So, are they saying that? Are they saying that Timmy? Wasn't there when they arrived uh, responding to the 911 call? I'm not getting answers to that because they arrested Trevor. I don't even know if I don't. I wonder if Caleb was even there because Caleb, they came back later and arrested Caleb. Why didn't they arrest Caleb the same time they arrested Trevor if Caleb was there? So they they have Timmy making a 911 call saying that his friend was threatening him they respond to that address but there's no there's no record of them talking to timmy or trying to find timmy or you know they they were on the scene in five minutes they were off they were leaving the scene in eight i have the paperwork to show you that yeah and they arrested trevor i have a question where was kayla because she went back hours later and arrested kayla well, if Caleb was there, why wouldn't you have arrested Caleb when you arrested Trevor? Unless, I don't know. I don't know. Those are good questions. Because I think Caleb wasn't there. Was he chasing Timmy at the time? I mean, there's just so many questions. And when I asked them, they won't answer them. They keep trying to convince me that Timmy just ran there. Lay down and die. A 25-year-old healthy man. Just lay down and die. I mean, don't you have questions when I'm stopping you all this? Well, well, for sure. And I'd want to know, I mean, first, it, I think everything starts with the autopsy. Um, and the results oh, from no, the no, autopsy. No. But, yeah, I'd be searching for that phone. I'd be searching for, um, I mean, you're going you're gonna to try to do everything that you you can do as a law enforcement agency to either confirm what the last person to see him says or not confirm it. You know, you're going to do everything you can to find out whether that person's telling the truth or not. I mean, you absolutely cannot take, just take a person's word for it. And and then when I said that, I said, so you're saying Timmy was on drugs. 
I said, well, we know Caleb was on drugs, but you're going to believe what Caleb said, and you're not going to look at that Timmy called and said his friend's threatening him? Yeah, it's all very strange. Um, and it's like you said, if, I don't know, it just seems like, it's like so, 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 so Timmy went down to Fredericktown with Caleb. He was driving with Caleb, right? Yeah, Caleb came up to St. Louis with Zachary Doyle, this other girl named Mindy, I think, or Mandy, uh, uh, Hollick, or Hollick, Mandy Hollick. I guess my point was that, you know, I don't know, it, it just, it sounds like they had a fight or a disagreement of some sort, because if you're your, if you're the friend and you know that he's there with you in the car and you're his transportation, I think you'd want to know where he was at and you'd go looking for him and try to find him. Not even half of it. Yeah. I, I talked to Caleb's girlfriend's oldest granddaughter. Uh, her oldest daughter's grandmother. And she told me that that nine-year-old was there at some point that night, and Caleb was being very mean to Timmy that night. Well, she called the Highway Patrol and told the Highway Patrol that she had uh, Amber, Caleb's girlfriend, on her phone plan, and uh, she would get the phone records, and they said, okay. Well, then when she called to get the phone records, they told her the the highway patrol had to do that, and Jeff won't do it. And then and then Amber called her and went off on her and told her she's going to get her in trouble if you get them records. So why won't they finish the job? Is what I don't understand. Yeah, I, I. Oh, they're going to finish the job. I promise you that because I've got Arctic Fox that called me. I have Channel Four News that's called me. Everybody wants to do an interview with me. And as soon as I get these autopsies in, I'm doing the interview. I'm calling them out. They should be looking for that phone. I don't understand the phone situation. Why aren't they pinging that phone to see where it was last used? They can still do that, but they don't want to. And when I brought it up, he said, well, we don't have the, well, we don't have the time. You know, we got more cases than this one. Like, really? You don't have time to look into a potential homicide? That's. That, that's, no. you know, well, um, let's talk a little bit about what you feel like the phone ping would reveal. Would, what, what are you thinking on that? What's your, you well, know, if they're saying what Caleb said, he made it, he was on the phone with Timmy and Timmy was running by busking and Timmy says that, or Caleb says, this. if that's the truth, that they ping that phone. And that phone pings to that address, then that means Timmy never had the phone when he was running. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's, if you ping that phone and find out the last location, we'll know if Timmy was running or not. I see. It wouldn't be at that address. Correct? Right. And then I got another picture of somebody getting on Timmy's Facebook account, and they had to have had the phone to do it, and I can send you that too. It says somebody checked in in Fredericktown on March 27, 2022, that, so that's almost exactly a month after Timmy's disappearance in Fredericktown. 
So somebody had to have gotten on his Facebook and done that. Wow. That's really crazy. I have proof of that. And then if now if you go on Timmy's Facebook page, it's gone. But it was there. I got a photo. I got a screenshot of it. Well, yeah, I've been on his Facebook page. Well, you know how it says they check in places? Uh-huh. Well, if you go on Timmy's Facebook page right now, it doesn't say that. But I can send you a picture where it said that. Oh, wow. Man, that is crazy. I guess it could and be a... question them about that, they don't want to do anything. I don't understand. I, I think one, one of the questions I have, and I, I know it's a question that you have, but as I'm sitting here, I'm just trying to process this. Like, it just, all of this is just so strange. Um, but, you know, like, does it make sense for him to run in at that property? I mean... Um, I'm not real super familiar with the area. I mean, I'm kind of familiar with Fredericktown a little bit. My my parents lived there many years ago, but um, I don't like. Would you, if you're in trouble or running from somebody, is that does that make sense? For a place to run like into the woods? I guess maybe it could. Um, but it would also a place like that. Obviously, seems like a place you could try to hide a body. Also. Right. You know, so I'm just trying to figure out. I'm sending you some stuff I got. Okay. I'm talking to you. All right. Because uh, I'm going to send you the copy that it says uh, Timmy's phone has been checked in at Fredericktown on March 20. uh, On March 27th. And I'm going to send you a picture of the shoot. You tell me what the shoot. Okay. All right, I'll have, I'll have to do that later. I can't do that right now. Oh, okay. I'm just sending it to you anyway, let you know. So okay. you can just, I mean, it doesn't make sense to me. The shoe, the inside of the shoe, everything, and it's just sitting there? Well, if the creek took his shoes off, would they just be sitting there? If the creek took Yeah. No, they'd be, yeah, it, it would be stuck in mud or something, right? Or it would have been. Went, went down the creek when, when they took when they took the shoes off. Yeah, I mean, but it's good. But the gone. He looks at that picture of his shoe. The inside of the shoe is clean. The shoe strings are clean. The side of the shoe has a scrape on it that wasn't there when he left here. But the shoes were clean. I mean, clean, clean when he left here because I took a toothbrush and helped him clean them. Because Timmy was weird about his shoes. And I got other shoes here at my house that were. If Jimmy ran out of the shoe, he would stop to put the shoe off back on if somebody wasn't chasing. And well, if you go back on, on his Facebook page and it says check in, it's not there anymore. All the rest of his check ins that are there were, are true. They He did check into the Fox Theater and all that because that's where he worked. Yeah, I, but, yeah they need so, to see where that phone went. Because it sounds like somebody, well, I mean, I guess some, you can access a Facebook account from a computer, obviously, but. Um, but they'd still have to know his information, correct? Yeah, and they'd have to, uh, I mean, if you're checking in for somewhere, I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. Yeah. I got a lot of questions and nobody wants to answer them. 
And John West from the Highway Patrol told me there ain't no point of talking to me because I got all these questions and he don't want to answer them. And he keeps making up these stories. So then today I get a story from Timmy's dad. Well, Timmy had some uh, Xanax on him that were fentanyl. I said, well, who said fentanyl was in it? Oh, well, Bobby Boom and uh, Caleb and them. I said, well, who says they're, they're, they're telling the truth? So he apparently took these Xanax and he, thought, and he laid down and died. None of it makes any sense. I mean, if they can tell me a story that makes sense, well, I'd be happy to believe. Okay, but but here's here's something that I I may need to do a little research on. But I just saw a an article today from Bollinger County. I believe they made an arrest for a on a man who gave someone drugs that led to an overdose death so even if that's their story um if if that's the conclusion that they come to that you know he he was he he took uh, a lethal dose of a fentanyl if that's the story then there could be charges against someone who gave him that lethal dose i don't know how all this works i don't know how the science works you know like well say that's the case let's just say that's the case why did timmy run now who why did he apparently run out of his shoes or the creek took his shoes off i don't know how a creek takes a person's shoes off and they just sit there the shoes yeah i mean i don't think there's any explanations right now for that yeah and they keep trying to convince me of all this and you don't even have you're just assuming timmy died from an overdose and you don't even have the results yet why are they trying to convince me of all this stuff if they don't have the results yet so are you sure that they don't have the results and they're just waiting a couple of weeks to release it no i called the coroner okay Yeah, I mean, there's so many questions out there right now. I, I, like I said, I, there, there are way, 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 way more questions than answers. And if homicide is a potential, which I think we can all agree because of the 911 call and the, and the text that were sent, which kind of establish somewhat of a, a motive, then you would, th- this needs to be investigated every last detail. So you say in a couple weeks? Yes, they told me a couple weeks yesterday. Well, I'm sure they're not too happy with you, Barb, because, you know, you're very vocal. You're not going to give up. You don't care if you're bothering them. <laughs> like, that's that's your, you know, you're trying to find out what happened to your son. So, you know, that may make them uncomfortable, but they still... Have a, I, I just believe they should give me answers. Well, they have they have give a theories. You're giving me these theories. You're not giving me answers. Well, they may not have answers, and I would, you know, at this point, I would say, don't make a theory. Yeah. Don't call me up and try to convince me of something that you don't even know yet. It's like you're, and then when I said something about it, they said, "Well, you know, we Timmy's not our only case." I understand Timmy's not your only case, but you call it if I was them. Just say I was there. I might call a parent up and say, hey, I'm so sorry. I, 
I, I give you my condolences. Uh, when we find out some answers, we'll let you not, no, not tell me this story that they don't even have, they don't even know is true yet. Yeah. Why would you do that? Two days after we find him, you have no idea what happened to him yet. You're going to try to tell me this theory that yeah. you got. Yeah. That just makes me more suspicious, to be honest with you. They were better off not trying to tell me any story at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's better to just say we don't have answers yet. We're trying to get them than to... Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Barb. I'm sorry to hear all this. Well, I already got news people and people that are holding back till I get answers because I want answers. And Jimmy's dad just says, oh, well, I'm at peace. I prayed about it. I'm at peace. Let it go. You need to just let it go. I said, no, I'm not letting it go. They need to do their jobs and find the phone. That phone would tell so much. If they would ping that phone and find out what's going on with that phone, that would answer a lot of questions. And if they do that, which they already had the warrant to do it. On July, hold on, not my cow. On July, the, uh, on July the 19th, they already had the warrants for it all. They already had the warrants to get the phone searched, find out where the phone was used last, all that. Well, then they found Timmy on the 21st, and then when I called him on the 22nd, they said they're not going to do it. Let me ask you this. How did they find Timmy? Did they just randomly go out to that place or, or was there a tip that was called in? Timmy's dad went to Popper Bluff. They sat down with a uh, with a map and they said, hey, we haven't searched this place yet. So we're going to search this place on Thursday. They went and searched. I got woke up that morning to Tim asking me, what Timmy's shoes look like. I knew exactly what his shoes look like. I was with Timmy when he bought them, and I just helped him clean them. So I told him what the shoes look like. He goes, well, I'm going to send you a picture of the shoe. Is this Timmy's shoe? I said, yes. Well, when uh, I told Tim that, the highway patrol told Tim to go back to his car. Apparently, they walked a little farther, found another shoe, and then found Timmy's body. Okay, so they do have two shoes. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. And Jimmy was still in the same clothes I said he was in. But like I said, they don't have they don't have any answers about the autopsy, but they're assuming and saying all this stuff to me. How do you know? Is my question. How do you know all this? And you're trying to convince me of a story that, I mean, the autopsy's not even done. Nothing's done yet. Yeah. You don't have, you don't have if he's got drugs in his system. You don't know how much drugs he's got in the system. If he does, does he have a lethal amount of drugs in the system? You have no answers to all that. But you're going to tell me that he laid down and died of an overdose. And for some reason, he either ran out of his shoes or the creek took his shoes. Now, if you tell me how ridiculous that sounds. Yeah, I mean, there, there's... There's too I, many I, unanswered questions. Yeah, yeah, like... I couldn't even begin to pose a theory at this point. There's just not enough information. 
Um, and that's what you, and that's, and that's what you're saying. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're saying. Yeah. They got a theory already, but they don't have the proof proof of the theory. They're just assuming it. Well, when I questioned them, like I said, they hung up on me. Yeah. Well, clearly, clearly something happened. Clearly something happened. Even if it was, even if it was a, a, drug episode something triggered whatever happened because a healthy clear-minded timmy doesn't run off into the woods you know and and so like i don't want to make any judgments one way or another but if he was having some sort of drug-induced episode the person who gave him those drugs is also liable so regardless of that those things should be looked at, examined, and um, all of this stuff. There, I mean, when someone dies like this and is missing, and there's all all of these circumstances. You, I mean, that's what we pay law enforcement for to figure out what happens that's in cases like this. I, that's why I want to call them out. To yeah. Finish your job. Finish. Yeah, yeah. You're not just gonna say, "Okay, we found his body. It's over." Yeah, We've done our job. And then if you look at the newspaper in Fredericktown, which I have, it says they didn't even know Timmy was missing until March 13. Full crap. You did know he was missing because I was already there at the courthouse before March 13. Wow, that's unbelievable. I mean, I have all, everything. If you and I can sit down, I'll show it all to you. This is, um, this is not, it's uncalled for that they don't want to finish up on this job. They just want to Okay, we found his body. It's over. Yeah, and I am not going to settle for that. Well, and they and when was the first time they did a search? They did never did a search until April the twelfth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we did a search. Our family did a search on March. Our very first search was March the twelfth. Right. But I was already at the courthouse all them days before trying to get the police to help me search. But nobody would do it. So I got family and friends together on March 12th, and we searched. Then on uh, March 13th is when I went and got all the signatures for all the landowners around there so we could get on their property with the cadaver dogs. And the cadaver dogs and the other search was done on the 15th of March. Uh the Highway Patrol and Katie did not do a search at all until April 12th, six weeks later. Yeah, so that's what I'm trying to get at here. Um, you have a missing person with suspicious circumstances, including a 911 call that came in saying that his friend was threatening, his friend him. Was threatening him and you don't do a search for six weeks. Is that, is that, that's what you're telling me, correct? Uh, I got proof of it. I got yeah. a calendar right here. I, I wrote down every day. The police in Fredericktown or the highway patrol never did a search until April 12th. They never helped me do anything until May, April 12th. But if you look at that newspaper article, they're saying they didn't even know Timmy was missing from there until March 13th. Do you think people did not see me at that courthouse? Right. Where's the uh, the sheriff sheriff's office is located around there somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, it's right there. Yeah. 
I mean, they, they drove around there, saw me. I ran up to cars, gave everybody I saw flyers. I mean. Yeah. Refresh my memory. You, you reported, you reported it to Jefferson County first, correct? Yes. I mean, surely they had some contact with Fredericktown and Madison County, right? Well, they're saying they didn't because I made the report on March the 1st. Uh Okay. I went to Jefferson County on March the 2nd and talked to him. Well, then he went on vacation for a week. So they're saying they didn't know about Timmy missing because the, the detective from, uh, Jefferson City or Jefferson County did not let, uh, notify them until the 13th when he came back from vacation. Well, the 13th was the day that I was there getting the signature signed. So they can't sit there and say they didn't know he was missing. That was the day I was going around knocking on people's doors, telling them my son's missing. Can I get a please get this paper signed from you so we can do a search? So they're lying about that. They knew he was missing from Fredericktown before March 13th. They're just saying that the high, uh, the, the detective did not contact them, so they're not taking any responsibility of knowing he was missing before March 13th. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, I know it's a lot, and yeah. I get emotional talking to you. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep my composure, <laughs> but it's just frustrating. Right. It's your boy. It's your boy. We understand. Well, uh, is there is there anything else that's going on? Um, I know right now it's a very frustrating time. My hope is that you know they'll kind of see the light and do more investigation. But I don't know. We'll keep keep an eye on it. Is there anything else you want folks to know? I just want folks to know they're not doing it. They're not going to ping the phone. They're pretty much acting like they're done with the investigation. We found his body, it's over. And that's so frustrating to me. Yeah. Finish the job. Being the phone. I want to know where the phone is. How did he how did he register at that he was in Fredericktown on March twenty seventh? That's almost a month after he came up missing. How did that happen unless somebody got into his account? Well, I it's either a random hacker or yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if it was just a random ha- hacker and it was an accident, why did they go back on there and take it off? Right. That's a good point. So many, so many strange, unexplained things right now, which is, again, all the more reason why more work needs to be done. So we'll get this message out there, you know, that there are more questions that need to be answered. And, and, uh, I sat there in the freezing cold. I sat there in 100 degree weather. I mean, do they think I'm going to quit now with no answers? They're out of their mind. They think that's who I am. I guess that's about it. Uh, unless there's something else, did you want to tell people about uh, the services that you have planned? Yes, that's on the 21st of August. Okay, that's up in St. Louis. It's August 21st between 10 and 2 at Orkman's Funeral Home at 12444 Olive Boulevard, St. Louis. Okay. All right. Well, Barb, thanks for uh, thanks for talking with us and, and sharing your information here. We'll do our best to, to get the information out and, you know, 
hopefully, uh, like I said, hopefully law enforcement will find that phone and and do turn you know turn over every what we want is for every leaf to be turned over. You know, if if yeah, we if we don't if we don't if we don't get answers if we don't get answers that's one thing, but not getting answers because you're not willing to put in the time or the work that's just not acceptable. So we hope that uh, things turn around on that end. So thanks again, Barb, for for chatting with us and uh, keep us posted. Okay. Okay. As soon as his all I get his autopsy and everything, I will text you and just let you know I have it, and yeah. you can call me and we can go from there because I do want them. I want them to finish their job. Okay, Barb, thank you very much. It's been good talking to you. And once again, I know these are bad circumstances, but uh, happy birthday today. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Bye. part about doing this podcast is knowing what families are going through. It's always heartbreaking to hear parents talk about the voices that are no longer there. Whether it's Barb Hall, or Kathy Wilfong, or Esther, or Marvin Lawless, it's always important to me, and by extension the Lawless Files, to never lose sight of a family's suffering. Crime is not entertainment. I'm a storyteller, don't get me wrong, but these stories are real. These victims left behind grieving families. You'll never hear jokes or casual banter on the Lawless Files. We believe that journalism and storytelling can play a role in justice, whether it be shedding light on a case that's not getting enough attention, exposing corruption, or even just informing people on how our system is supposed to work versus how it actually does. Our hope is that the Lawless Files moves justice forward. Before we sign off today, we'd like to take a moment to remember the families associated with recent murders and disappearances. The Lawless Files was produced in memory of Michelle Lawless, who was murdered on November 8, 1992. Michelle was never missing, but justice escaped that family in a horrible way. Much of the information in telling that story came from women once abused by suspects in Michelle's murder. All of our episodes are dedicated to the domestic violence victims who dared to speak to me despite those risks. The Lawless Files is a production of Leadhound Publishing, LLC. It's edited, hosted, and produced by yours truly, Bob Miller. You can support our efforts by purchasing our access pass at www.thelawlessfiles.com or sharing this podcast with your friends. Thank you for listening.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.